Joe presents Swanee's Cricket Show, together with Rubicon. Welcome to episode five of Swanee's Woo! Cricket Show together Bye. with Rubicon here on Joe. He's Graham Swan. Yes! Ho! I'm Nick Bright. Let's go through to the oh, little boy. studio we got there over we here. Go. There we Come go. On. Episode five. Oh, 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 oh. And take a seat. What a week it's been in the world of cricket, mate. I know. What oh. a week. England losing again. What is going no. on? Um, didn't see it coming. I must admit, did not see that coming. Didn't see England reverting to type and playing an old-fashioned type of cricket. Which has shocked me. I think the pressure's actually getting to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are going to talk about England in more detail later, you know, thinking they can win it all. And now they're in a struggle just to qualify for the knockout stages. And it's worth saying that as we are recording this podcast and this uh, YouTube show that you're watching, the game's actually happening against Australia. Halfway through. We're halfway through. I've just dived over London on a taxi, uh, motorbike taxi. Aye. 285 for seven. The Aussies just got. I'm saying here, obviously, we don't know. Not enough. England are going to do this epic chase, best game of the world. Come on, really? That's my prediction. Well, 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 it's because I, you know I was I was listening to it just before we started recording, and um, you know the, the consensus is that the Aussies were on for a three hundred plus score. They should have got a massive one, honestly. What uh, happened? Well, Aaron Finch, I swear to God, whenever he plays England, he must get out of bed in the morning, do a cartwheel. His <laughs> missus must be so happy. You know, uh, good day, lad. Playing England today, another hundred for the Finch Meister. <laughs> I don't know if he calls himself the Finch Meister, <laughs> but he should um, because he just churns out hundreds against England. He got one in the last World Cup in the opening game, smash 130, blew us out of the park. Does it in every bilateral series. Done it again at Lords today. Hats off to you, Finch. Well, we've seen, we've seen some amazing performances actually um, in this last week. Kane yeah. Williamson, uh, Ben Stokes, Lasif Malinga, yeah. another one, Carlos Brathwaite. I mean, who, so close. Who stands out for you in, in the last week as kind of this isn't a feature or anything, no. but just your performance of the week? Well, I'm going to say this with gritted teeth, and this pains me. But David Warner. <laughs> David Warner batted unbelievably well at Trent Bridge he's a better player now he's trying to keep his head down I'm sure of this he doesn't want to be the big brash David Warner he's still getting booed stop booing please oh, for me stop booing. booing just take I, the I, mickey I don't think take it's the piss happen. out of him don't, don't boo but he batted brilliantly he bats really slowly at first like a test match opener but he's building platforms for Australia it's not the World Cup we expected we're not seeing 450s 500s so 300 320s a good score and Australia, even though I still think they're playing a bit of an outmoded form of cricket, they're doing well. And it's all down to David Warner. So his 100-odd at Trent Bridge, it kills me to say it, but that was my highlight of the week. Oh. I'm starting to get a grudging respect for him. I, like I, mean, I really don't like him when I play him. He's horrible, <laughs> horrible. But he's, he's, he's starting to grow on me a bit. The World Cup as a whole, you, have you been enjoying it? Yes, I have. Do you think the country's enjoying it, though? Yeah. Because uh, some, some people are saying it hasn't quite ignited the interest of the public in well, the way that they thought it would. Well, probably, you know, not as, not as many people are watching it as with the Football World Cup, but that's a different conversation. And that's, it didn't reach as many people. I think had England won every game and played with a sort of dynamism and proactiveness that they've done for two years, it would have captured the nation. I think the fact that against Pakistan, the bowling didn't really live up to it. And against Sri Lanka, I don't care what Owen Morgan said, oh, we played the right game, we just didn't execute our plans. Nonsense. Mm. They bottled it. They were far too conservative, far too defensive. They blamed Moeen Ali, the only one who actually tried to actually take the attack to the bowlers, hit a six, ground next ball, everyone's like, oh, my God, can't believe he did that, which is such an old-fashioned way of thinking. It's how we used to think when we were crap when we were nowhere near the best in the world. They've stopped thinking like that. Is that when you were in the team? Absolutely. <laughs> but now, and then everyone's quickly taking like the 480s and 400s and say, oh, brilliant, aren't we? As soon as it goes wrong, yeah. point the finger of blame at Moe. And that's not on. 
Murray Nally, sorry, is my hero right now. Yeah. The beard that's feared. <laughs> uh, also, I don't before, know why I did it. <laughs> before we get our guest on, he's waiting patiently. Bangladesh still ticking over. I told you, I like him. <laughs> Shaquib! My little tip on the very first show, if you haven't heard the very first show, go back and, you know, have a, have a listen and watch to see who brought up Bangladesh. Did we mock you or not? You and Isha Guru were like, yeah, well, Bangladesh. Let's be honest, Isha went against you. I'll agree with anything she says. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> right, each week on the show, we have a guest, and usually it's someone yes. who's played against or alongside this man. This week, it's someone who commentates alongside him. Took 167 wickets for Warwickshire in Leicestershire. Yeah, he did. Yes, uh, he welcome did. Welcome to Paceman Turn TMS and Sky Sports commentator Charles Dagnall's here. Yeah. Come on, come on, Daggers. Yeah. Come in, come in, come in. It's only one. It's only one, Charles Dagnall. Charles, Charlie, Charles. Oh, How are we? We're good, mate. We're good. good. How are you? I'm all right. Good to be here. Just sorry to this, this, this is a bit looser than TMS. Yeah. Before, yeah. before, before, before we continue the chat, actually, Daggers. No, no, no. Daggers has got a score update for us. That's why. I do. Yeah, Jane Vince is out. 15 for one. Oh. England are. 15. It's probably a good thing. Yes, it's it's very good. 15 for 15 two now, for I'm two. getting. Yeah, so that's just laying me. Joe Root's out. I'm keeping the faith. I'm keeping the faith. I think I've just said, actually, right. I've just been doing a, a video piece and I said, Joe Root will love batting on there. If he gets some runs, England will <laughs> cruise this. If he gets out, we're in trouble. I take it all back. Joe's out. Johnny Bairstow's the man. Why'd you say anything? Right. Let's let's hear some more about about our guest Daggers because you started out in the Bolton Amateur Leagues, right? Yes. So what was that like? Northern, very northern. You can probably um, hear that Charles is from it's, the it's north. It's not. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the north. I try and sometimes. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> really don't. Um, but but it's difficult when you're growing up in Bolton, which is a fairly sort of you know abrasive type of area, and your name's Charles. So um, <laughs> you've got to you've got to kind of sort of respond to that. And uh, but it was great. A very good. I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for the grounding you got in that sort of era against blokes who have worked all week and then they uh, come and play a game of cricket on a Saturday. I want to swear at some youngsters. Uh, exactly right. And and you, your peas with you, the what's, your, what's your name? Charles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I, uh, one of them. <laughs> Careful, sailor. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a different time. It was a different was time. A different time. Uh, and, uh, but good time. And so that was what it was like growing up. But a great grounding in yeah. cricket. Fancy Playing against Proper overseas West Indian, see, Australian yeah. pros and all of that. It, it, I mean, what schooling it see, was. See, I first played against Charles. In, that ca- was my next question. County second team cricket. So when you're about 17, 18, you start getting the twos. Yeah. There's like a congregation around the country of people doing the same thing. So you're all like contemporaries. And Charles was basically known as just the funniest bloke. There was a pretty wild hair. Setting me up for a massive fall. No, there, pretty way. wild hair. I mean, I had, I had a Pat Sharp haircut in 2005. Charles was rocking it in 98. Trust yeah, me. Come on. Way ahead of the hey, curve. I had braids. I had cornrows a year what? before David Beckham. What? Just saying. What? Just saying. Just saying. Someone Whether find a picture. Me, no, it's there. It's Cricket's Who, so it's, I've seen it. It's not a good yeah. time. Someone was always laughing, always smiling, always enjoying his cricket. That's why I like this man from the second I played against him. But he bowled in swingers, which is horrible because he can't hit me in the box. Luckily not quick enough to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charles, just talk me through... <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to steer it. Sorry. Can you do well? <laughs> talk me through the, the kind of transition from being a player then to, you know, getting behind the microphone. Well, I... I... I had to retire at 28. Batsmen around the country were devastated uh, when I retired. But I had to retire because of shin problems and, and it was two years till I got over them. And by that stage, I'd actually been working in local radio. So when I packed in, I had an immediate 
place to go to. But weirdly, it wasn't in the commentary box doing sports and stuff like that. I was doing Saturday mornings 9 till 12. Uh, <laughs> and uh, spinning the hits and uh, taking phone calls and uh, doing prizes. Uh, he does that surprisingly well. Born for it. Well, it was, it was my weirdest talent in the world. Is this that, BBC Radio And you'll know this, Nick, you'll know this, is that it's hitting the lyric. Yeah. Right? The most annoying aspect of DJ... Talk up you, to the you vocal. Talk up to the vocal, right? And I swear I can do it with any single given song that I know yes. I can talk. So here we've got traffic and travel coming up and we're going to be talking potholes uh, in a few <laughs> moments' time. Don't forget, um, Dave's on from 12 till 2 and he's going to be talking uh, all sorts of weird and wonderful things and competitions and prizes to be won. But first, here's Toto. Great, great record as well. Uh, uh, yeah, well... Radio depends. 2 signing up. I, I like the Weezer one. I'll say it now. I like the cover of it. I Africa, like the cover. I, I might have played Rosanna. <laughs> uh, but this is BBC Radio <laughs> Leicester. I'm Charles <laughs> Dagnall. What if, what traffic point, and travel. Uh, oh, don't do it on a Saturday, do we? No, we do it every half hour. <laughs> mm. it, uh, he'll get through his story eventually, won't he? Me, yeah, well, me, me and Swanny butting in. No, no, you carry on. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that and then actually did the drive time programme, so news and current affairs. So big one on BBC. Well, absolutely, and I was... I was completely thrown out of my comfort zone, whatever, but every summer I would then go into the commentary box and do the cricket commentary. And knowing that, you know, I wasn't England international, I was a, a standard player, I was all right, but nothing exceptional. So I wanted to actually be the guy who described things and paint pictures for people, and that's basically how it happened, and then got picked up by TMS because they were short. They needed uh, another, another person who spoke the Queen's English. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I, I did that, and it was cheap and available. And Not anymore, yeah. Not much cheap like anymore. This. No, no. There you go. Yeah, this has cost Swanee loads. It's still available. It's so, very available, <laughs> hugely. It's not just cricket that's a passion of yours, though, is it? You know, on the radio and stuff. I know Swanee's doing... I don't know what he's doing. He's tickling his chest. Yeah, I've just got an itchy nipple. Do you play the guitar? I, I don't know. Not like that. That's Mark King, isn't it? Like, like, well, he'll, he'll slap. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm currently learning bass. Okay. I'm, I'm from a family of musicians. My brother's a session musician, a very talented husband. My brother's, other brother's in rock band. My sister was a very talented uh, pianist and uh, and it skips a generation uh, with me. So I'm, no, it's I'm sort of, He's good. He's good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm learning it. I'm actually doing my grades and all of that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just see myself as, like, Bootsy Collins. He's got I the greatest bass guitar. Do you remember the one you take on tour? Yeah. It, fold, it folds into folds three up. pieces. So you can carry yeah. it around, literally. So we go to Australia, boom, boom, boom. New Zealand or whatever. I just fold it yeah. up. I'm in the airport, you know, waiting area, something like that. He's in first class. I'm in economy. And um, I'm, just, I'm just unfolding my guitar... And having a See, I told you played like that. Yeah. I mean, yours was more like that. It was like He's a little good, one. Though. Yeah. Honestly, this man's good. Let's get back to TMS. <laughs> some of this fruit. Anyway, <laughs> I, I want to hear about the first time you had the mic on TMS. Were you, yes. were you, were you really nervous? Because as, as you know, somebody who's come from the world of cricket, you understand the gravitas and, and how well respected TMS is. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, is that we all listened as kids to the cricket commentary, but it's a real exclusive club. So, how many players have played for England? 600 or so have played, played for England. But to actually commentate ball by ball on Test Match Special is probably 30, something like that. So, it's a, a quite an exclusive club to, to, to be Proper in. Proper cliquey, um, yeah. is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not aware of this. Um, and you think of the voices that have gone past and have been in people's lives for such a long time. The programme's been going 60 years. And you think of John Arlott and, and Christopher Martin Jenkins and Blowers and, and, mm. and Jonathan Agnew and, and Tony Cozier and Richie Beno and, you know, Brian Johnson. You think 
about these poets, artists with words, and, and I'm some muppet from, from Bolton <laughs> going, oh, it's good. Um, so to be joining that sort of club, it was, yeah, massively daunting, hugely daunting. I remember my first ever game was at the Rose Bowl, where it was England versus the West Indies, the commentary team, uh, the summarisers were Philip Tufnell, Michael Vaughan. Well, that was all right. I knew them pretty well. So, so that, yeah. I felt all right, fairly confident. The other summariser was Isaac Vivian Richards. And I was going, okay, great. You know, the great, one of the greatest players, if not the greatest batsman that's ever played the and game. Plus What's the coolest go- human being. Oh, absolutely the, the coolest. And the people in my role were Jonathan Agnew and Tony Cozier. So these are ends of cricket commentary, and I'm making my debut. I'm thinking, oh, I'm just cacking myself massively, royally. Anyway, very quickly, I'm doing okay. Get through it. I'm all, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. But I've not had a stint with Viv yet, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, and we're first on after the break. And it's obvious Viv hasn't a clue who I am. Not a clue. But he's nothing if not polite and respectful. So he goes to the uh, producer, Adam Mountford, and he sort of says, look, basically, who's this guy? And he went... Charlie Dagnall used to play for Leicester and Warwickshire, bowler. He went, and I went, right, yeah, yeah. So I'm on. He comes and joins me. And we're just getting on. I'm thinking, I'm doing all right with Viv. I'm doing, he's, he's okay. He's, he's, you know, and people have an aura about them, and Viv yeah, is one of those people. Without a doubt, 100%. And so I'm sort of excited, but massively scared at the same time that he, you know, would hit me, <laughs> basically. Anyway, the best bit was that it rained. So we talked about it for five minutes and then very quick shower, back on the players. And I'm thinking, right, what I said to Viv, um, right, well, Viv, this is going to juice the pitch up for the West Indies bowlers. And he went, well, you would know. You were quick. <laughs> now, Viv has never seen me play. I bowled at about 75 miles an hour, right? And I, if I didn't like a ball that I'd bowled, I could run after it and get it back. <laughs> so, for, so when Viv Richards calls you quick, it was just, you honestly, just as soon as I finished my stint, I went back and phoned my dad. Have you got that recorded? Have you got it recorded? Viv called me quick. It was amazing. Get, get so, out on your yeah. Wikipedia page. Oh, absolutely. Viv Richards thinks I'm That's quick. That's Viv says. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy who's faced all of the great quick bowlers of all time and he calls me quick. Yeah. Got a score update for you. Oh, good. 72 for two, isn't it? Go on. There's another wicket. I don't want to wear it. 26 for three. Who's out? What part of Owen Morgan? Part of, Owen I don't Morgan. want to hear it if there's another wicket. Joe Root's still in. You said that Court he scored all the was out second. Was he? Root was the second. The LB that I was Right across him. Bear Stone Stokes at the crease. Oh, no, well, that's fine. Good. Ginger power. Come on, red yeah. air wins the day. I mean, it's not very sunny today. They'll be fine. Come on. In all honesty, though, it's not going well. <laughs> right. So I want to know, Charles, what is this man like to commentate with? Because because I because I, I do Sorry, the show with him, and, and it's it's as you can imagine, it's quite crazy. But we love that here. What's it like on TMS with Graham Swan next year? It's an absolute nightmare. And it's a proper <laughs> proper nightmare because we make each other laugh. At that's the, same the pro- thing. Well, we had one moment actually in. The Champions Trophy two years ago, where it was Australia and New Zealand, I think, we were doing. And it's something like that. But obviously, when things are live, you know, there's no scripts or anything like that. And we were talking about water getting into the, into the ball. And there was no ulterior motive. It just came into his head where he just said, you know, I'm saying there's not a great deal of movement out there. He said, well, too much moisture in the ball. The heavier the ball, the less they swing. <laughs> and he looked at me and I'd gone. 
had gone, which made him go subsequently. And yeah, I've mean, still you? got a clip of it on the phone somewhere. <laughs> um, and all you can hear is us with stifled laughter and just waiting, and our shoulders are going, I can't look at him, because I've got to say the next words. And he's going, stop it, stop it, stop it. Tears rolling down his eyes. And I've got to say the next thing. And I'm thinking, what will get me back on track here? What will stop me laughing? So I try and tell the time. Right, and I say it's something like ten past five. Well, it took me about thirty seconds to get <laughs> ten past five out. So, so yeah, it's a problem we, uh, because we do make each other laugh. But uh, genuinely, it's easy because he's got things to say. And sometimes I, and, and, you say things to try and get you get yeah, to laugh. That was just. But sometimes, but yeah, that one. I did one at Cardiff a couple of weeks ago. Eleanor Oldjoy for Five Lives on the far side of the ground in oh, no. um, in like oh, makeshift oh, no. commentary boxes. And I'd been up in one of them a year before, and when the wind blows, they're, honestly, they are not oh, safe. Really? They, you, wobbling. You blow around all over. And I said, honestly, it looks really wobbly over there. I'll tell you what it's like when I get back. So I went and did my stint, came back, and Aggie said, how was it over there? I said, I can tell you, Eleanor's box is nowhere near as wobbly as Aww. I expected. <laughs> well, exactly. And I just, I said it, and I sat down, and then Aggie was just looking at me like that. <laughs> and then it hit me what I'd said. I said, what do you do then? Do you either dig yourself out of the hole... Or do you think, I'm on innuendo, bingo, this will be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mills will be all over this. Yeah. It's, it's... We can leave that bit in, I'm sure of it. <laughs> it's good fun. I can't imagine trying to do something serious with this man. Um, the thing is, when it, genuinely, just when it is serious and it's you know, you've got 20 years of experience in there, and when things do get to, uh, and when you can get a word in, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic because what, what you do get is the situation that he's been in. I've yeah. never been in that situation, yeah, yeah. you've not been in that situation, but he can tell you, and that's... And that's where it, it starts getting really good. The rest is a horrific nightmare. Behind this comedic <laughs> veneer, this desperate cry for help, I'm very serious about it. You see him as a defence mechanism? Yeah. Stop! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I am very serious about cricket, and I get very passionate about things that really annoy me. Yeah. And so when it rains in cricket, it's brilliant, because you have five minutes of laughter and everything, and then you'll get onto a topic you want to talk about. Mm. And I love those half hours because you get to vent, you get a soapbox to yeah. tell the country why I should be Prime Minister, basically. <laughs> and we don't always agree. That's the other thing as well. He'll have his views on, on various things. I'll have mine. No, right. But, we, but, but, <laughs> nah. uh, but, but we won't yeah. agree. And that's good too. Yeah. You know, we're not all going to think alike, especially about a game that we're all passionate about. Best and worst moments involved with TMS? Ooh, uh, oh, good question. Worst moment, probably any death is a very difficult one to gauge mm -hmm. the tone properly of. Uh, Tom Maynard's death, we were on the, the following day and obviously more information was coming out. And, and it's finding the tone. And we were at Surrey doing a game mm -hmm. against the West Indies as well. So that was a very difficult moment. And it's very difficult to gauge the tone and hopefully we do it right. That's tough. Best moments are, are moments. There's... Great fun that, that you have. I love working with Graham and Michael and Phil. Tough Null. I remember on my test debut, if you like, last day of the, the series, of the of the test match against India in 2014, me and Phil Tufnell were talking about why dogs can't eat chocolate and why horses can't eat bacon sandwiches for the first 20 minutes of a stint on... Horses can't eat bacon sandwiches? Apparently not. And apparently dogs can't eat chocolate. I know that. I know the dogs can't well, eat But apparently there is dog chocolate. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. is dog, there you go. Dog. But horses, yeah. other horses can eat chocolate? anything. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Every they now and then gluten intolerant. Well, apparently, the bread? I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe feed them a bacon. Because Warburton's do a out. lovely gluten-free one, <laughs> I'll tell you. £4.50 a loaf. It's not cheap, but it's worth it. £4.50 a loaf? Yeah, gluten-free. It saves your kid shit in his pants. It's worth it. Cut that bit out as well. Um... 
on the other thing, real vital moments in a particular match, and I remember them. Again, I'll go back to the Champions Trophy final is when Virat got caught yeah. by a backward point. He was dropped at slip the ball before off Mohamed Amir and then got caught at backward point. And it's making sure you hit that moment and you get it right and you call it well and you sort of envelop the whole situation and the feeling of what's going on in that manner. I, you know, you know when again, you do, you know when you do I, it. You, I nailed it. But when you do it, <laughs> but when you do it in your head, you just head, go. I just, go, I just yeah. sort of go. I'll sort of, I'll, I'll sort of do the moment, say the score, Graham Swan, and then just go. Six. I want to hear one day on air, just do it and then just go, nailed it. Mm. <laughs> I will fist bump the living daylights out of you do that. Well, if you will. Um, <laughs> it, it has to be received and reciprocated. <laughs> you can fist bump me, there you go, and I can just shake your fist. Um, There's nothing more yeah. awkward than that, is there? Then like, like a yeah. hand, handshake, fist. Well, if I told that, that when I played for England, they were massive fist bumpers yeah. and it was banned at Nottingham. Stephen Fleming came along and we banned it. We're not doing fist bumps. We're not cool enough to pull it off. West Indies do it. They look great. We look terrible when we try and do it as not, so we're banning it. Right. But then opened the bat with him in a one-day game. He smashed like five fours and an over. We got down. We realised we didn't have an alternative. We saw it. And so he just gave me a big hug. <laughs> Love you, mate. And pushed me away. Golden. You opened the bat in. One-day cricket, do you? Right? I, actually, that's the most, I remember that's the most surprising thing about for Nottinghamshire. And I actually called... Uh, I was on commentary at uh, Leicester and called him getting out. Nailed he it. He loved that, didn't he? <laughs> he loved it. He saw it on his face. Uh, right. Hold has been bold. You are watching <laughs> and listening to Swanee's Cricket Show here on Joe. Together with Ruben Conn. Vickers completely lost control of. We'll be here each week during the World Cup and the Ashes. And don't forget, you can watch and download some of our other shows as well, including TKO with Carl Frampton and House of Rugby with James Haskell. And this week, the Rugby Boys have a best of edition. All aboard the Haskell train! You talk about the, the game day stuff. I had one, two stick relations for Chloe when we started going out. I said, listen, in a week, really relax, doesn't matter. But I said, game day is game day. And I said, you know, unless it's something terrible, I don't want to know about any of your problems. No, like, it's no, the one he, day. he literally <laughs> said to me, unless your parents have died, I don't want to hear yeah. about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, because it's like, you know, like, I don't like, you know, like, obviously, you know, <laughs> a bit, bit, more emotion, bit more emotional <laughs> and everything else. You know, there could be anything. And I said, listen, if I've done anything wrong, if you think I've done something wrong, I don't want to hear about it. She seems quite good. But I remember we, we've had some arguments, like early doors, where I said some, you know, pretty silly things. And I said to her, like, it's basically get on the, get on the train because this is what no, we're no, doing. No, no, let's do it verbatim. <laughs> you ready? No. Oh. <laughs> Okay, go on then, yeah. He, he said to me in the beginning, but in a way, this is what I mean. Like, it's quite good to have a crash course quickly because you have to decide you're in, you're out. But he said to me, let me let me be very clear with you, Chloe. This is the James Haskell train and it's leaving the station and you're either on or you're <sighs> off. So figure it out. That's Chloe Haskell on House of Rugby this week. This is Swanee's Cricket Show. I'm Nick Bright. This is Graham Swan. And Woo! next to him, the TMS and Sky Sports commentator, Charlie Dagnall's here. Oh, Right then, we've had some stories from you both about, uh, you, you know, commentating together and all the rest of it. Let's drill down into the competition. Who's been the most impressive for you both? Australia. They're like Germany. I, I can't stand and I can't abide them. I can really, but they're good. And they're winning games of cricket, even though they're not playing a dynamic new form of cricket. They're winning games mm. and they're hard to beat. Two for me. Go on. New Zealand, Bangladesh. Reason is, yes. do you hear that? Yeah, I know. Uh, they've, they've been great. They've been they're fun to watch. You know, West Indies get three twenty at Taunton. They knock them off in forty yeah. overs. Now, okay, the West Indies weren't great, but they're still a serious side. Mushfiqur Rahim, Shakib Al Hassan. Yeah, Hassan. Um, I enjoyed Mushfiqur's um, hundred at Trent Bridge. 
Yeah. He's honest when you play against him. He's barely bigger than the stumps. Yeah, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. You see the bales, then his head. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The keeper's <laughs> crouching down. You can still see him over the top of the batsman. Yeah. But, Something's not right here. But he's Zuma, a serious player. We all <laughs> get asked to, to pick your final four. Luckily, mine are currently coming in. Nailed it. New Zealand... Uh, with a, with a one side who I think were massively rounded as a team. I've got secret man crush on Trent Bolton, Kane Williamson. <laughs> um, I love the way they play. I think they're, they're fabulous cricketers, but they're just their attitude and their outlook to playing the game. And in Williamson, they've got, you know, the world-class talent that, you know, most sides would, would absolutely die to have. We've got Joe Roots and but Australia have got Steve Smith, etc., etc. So, and obviously Virat with India. So I've been hugely impressed with, with New Zealand. They've won some squeakers, which is good effort, but I like watching Bangladesh. They're fun. Mm. They're really fun to watch. And yeah. who's to say that they still might qualify? And I was very gutted the other day because India nearly had, had a huge upset, didn't they? Oh, yeah, it's I, know. Best day, I know. Yeah. I was hosting oh. dinner in Suffolk. <laughs> In a field, watching it on the BBC app, watching the, every ball I've all going round. Honestly, I was just jumping from foot to foot, waiting for yeah. Afghanistan to do it. Oh, man. They will. Give them time. They will. Great no, for the tournament, though, isn't it? Yeah, tournament. it is. Great and, for the and tournament. And their kits as well, they look like 11 Ma- Super Mario Brothers. They do. They yeah, do. Yes, they great. do. But, they're they, go- yeah, they're good fun. Do you think England have done enough to reach the knockout stages, or do you think so much of that is dependent on what happens today? No. As we record, yeah, England will get to the knockout stages. I, I have no doubt right, what, about that. What do you that. think is going to happen then in the next two games? They'll after? win the next two so against India but, at yeah, Baston. Yeah, I think they'll which, win the next which two. Which a lot of people are saying is, is, you know, a pitch that won't serve England well, and it was served. Yeah, the but they're Indians going on well. that because about three years ago when it was dry and dusty, it's rained okay. for three weeks, okay. so I can't see it. England will win the next game, I'm sure of it, but. I can't see them winning the tournament at the moment because they're not playing with the verve and confidence they should be, and they were two years ago. This will be the dreariest point made on this podcast completely, but the groundsmen at the various grounds do not have the say-so. The ECB do not tell them to produce the pitches that they've had in one-day cricket over the last four years. The ICC are actually in charge of preparation of pitches and they're not going to be necessarily the same as they were as, as England are used to over the... Over the 480s that they're scoring, the 444s, that none of those scores have been even close to being achieved. So it's a slightly different preparation of the pitch. And so England have got to adapt to that. I'm with yeah. Swanee. I think they'll qualify. And when it's knockout cricket, then who's to say? The loss to Sri Lanka, though, that's yeah. a real, a real wake-up call, isn't it? Because I, I was watching that game so frustrated, and maybe you've both played the game at different levels. Maybe you can, ref- you know, shine some light onto that for me. Yeah. Why... Were England so slow? Why, why, why? They, they bottled it. They, they thought they had a sensible game plan to chase it down after losing a couple of wickets. What they went against was everything they've stood for for the last couple of years, which is thinking outside the box, rubbishing the way we've thought about one-day cricket for years, and it propelled us to number one in the world. So they went ultra-defensive, trying to rebuild the innings. Yeah. And it was... I, I could see it from the offset. It was not how to... If you're a bowler, you do not want the guys attacking you. You want them to rebuild an innings. You want to be able to just concentrate on getting them out. If you're not going for any runs, you don't have to worry about yeah. defensive foot. You can just be attacking. The Sri Lanka didn't get put on the back foot once in that innings, chasing a small total. If they'd gone from the off, even after the first couple of early wickets, still gone hard, they'd have cruised that game, I'm sure of it. I'm going to slightly disagree with, with what Graham has said there, in that at the halfway stage, we're going, England's knocking these off in 30. You know, they've got 230 to, to get, you know, it's going to... Well, 
can we check for earlier train times to, to get out of Leeds? <laughs> and we thought it wasn't enough, and we thought they were going to knock it off with, with ease. Turns out that the innings that Angelo Matthew played, I was there for the game on commentary. And we're going, Angelo, why are you just stuffing around, just plonking it here, there, and ever? Well, that's a match-winning innings, because the pitch, again, was not what they expected. He played the conditions right... That was a good pitch. I was there as well. That was a good pitch. Well, they it, made that out to look like a bad pitch. Well, we'll agree to if, disagree. If, if, if you're, right. bat, if you're I'm, batting I'm, and nudging round and like mistiming it, of course it looks too The other pitch. The other aspect as well is that their two superstars came and they might be in the autumn of their careers, but Lassith Malinga bowled brilliantly. Yeah. He really did bowl well. And Angelo Matthews batted well. And that obviously was a little sense of panic going through the dressing room. Yeah. There was th that sense. Look, I actually think they panicked. I don't think the pitch was as good as people seem to think it was. I don't think it was a, a 300 pitch. It was a chase 230 piece of piss pitch, though. I, I, well, <laughs> but they didn't. That's the technical but, term. But, but in the changing room, if they didn't get in and go look at each other and go, what the hell have we oh. just done? How have we not won that game? Yeah. Not we played that, we had the right idea, but we didn't quite execute our plans right, which is what they said afterwards, which filled me with dread as soon as I heard that. I think That's Jason not... Roy is a big loss as well. Uh, when Roy and Bairstow go out and get them off to the starts that they've been used to, obviously yeah. got Roy and his hamstring injury, etc. they're used to getting off to absolute blasting starts. You're 70 without loss or even 70 for one after 10, that game is done. Well, I just wanted to pick up on a word that you said. You said bottling it. At the top level and in tournaments like the World yeah. Cup and stuff, is does that genuinely well, happen? When I say bottling it, it is yeah, it does. When you see players who are on a, a purple patch, a winning why? streak, all they'll play is with confidence. They'll never see the lake off the tee. They'll just see the hole. Mm. They'll never see the goalkeeper. They'll just hit, see the back of the net. And as soon as you start questioning yourself, as soon as you start imagining the lake or imagining the keeper save it, all of a sudden your goal's drop or you three over par. It's exactly the same in cricket. When you're batting, if you're, if you're looking at the wicket, when you look up and go, bit of a ridge there, rather than looking at the ball thinking there's a massive gap in the field, you suddenly your mindset reverses and then you, you're not being confident. So when you bottle it, you let any negative thoughts creep in and overtake your natural game. And it, is, it takes a lot to be ultra-positive and ultra-aggressive. That's why I said Owen Morgan's innings against Afghanistan was so impressive because even though it was only Afghanistan, so to speak, he was so ultra-aggressive... Yeah. I thought that would permeate through the team, form of osmosis, all the players go, you know what, we need to do that. Mm. This is perfect, this yeah. is how we play. And yet one game later, when in a position to cream an opposition at the ground, after losing two early wickets, they, I'm, I'm not having anyone say that they didn't attack the balls, they blocked the living daylights out of it for 15 overs. That's that, why... That's what annoyed me. But that's why Graham played for England and I didn't, because all I see is lakes and goalkeepers when I was playing. That's, that's just panic, really? absolute panic. Yeah, just doubt myself all the but time. One but... thing, to look at bowlers at the end of their mark, the massive thing. If, you're, if, if you look at the Australian bowlers right now, they'll be turning around, their chests will be out, they'll be looking at the stumps, they'll be looking at how many slips they've got. You look at a team of 100 for one, you look at a bowler turn around at the end of his mark, he's looking at his field, he's going... <laughs> yeah. Oh. Not once did we make the Sri Lankan bowlers turn around at the end of their mark and go, right, don't get over your head. Because yeah, yeah. they were just looking at how to get people out. Something you said there, Charles. Why were you so nervous then when you were playing? Why, um, why were you looking at these kind of the negatives as opposed to the positives? There's, oh, this. Uh, I should feel like I should be on a sort of sofa or a couch here, just sort <laughs> we of like, can get just one. At, Can we do that? Bring up um, your dog. <laughs> no, it was. It was it, the thing was was that it's that sort of acceptance. I didn't get it until quite late in my career, probably when I was 26. You know, that was good enough. So there's some lads who will go through all of the England age groups and, and you know, have all the badges and uh, and the, the lions on the chest from a very early age. And I never had any of that, you know, sort of had to work for it to sort of achieve that. Not saying that people 
didn't work for it to get those honours, but it just never came to me. So then when I actually signed, I trialled at 13 counties, playing games for 13 counties before I got signed. So there was 13 people telling me I wasn't good enough mm. before getting a contract, and then the 14th actually signed me in Warwickshire. So there's all that... that it's a psychological step to a barrier to sort of yeah. get over, yeah. to sort of say, do you know what, I actually belong. And it didn't happen until I was, like, 26, 27. If you've got the answer it, to it, you're, you're the most successful oh, man in the world. superb. But it, it, it is yeah. interesting. Watching these guys, I can't speak for what it's like playing at the highest level. I can only speak from what I've played at, at my own level. But the, psych, the psychological yeah. things you can relate to... A little bit when you see it in international cricket, you know, you just sort of see when someone's just got a flicker. Yeah, you know, yeah. I watched Mark Wood a lot recently, and it's a, something and nothing. But when Mark Wood's on it, when he walks back to his mark, he'll take a great big crescent and he'll start his run up when he's just on the turn. Right, not when he's facing the stumps. He'll just start his run up and just start to gather himself. That's a bowler with confidence. Right. Yeah. He's just, I'm, re I'm ready to go. Here we go. And I'm in rhythm. I've done it in the past. When you feel, when you're feeling really good rhythm, you're just at the top of your mark and everything's silky smooth yeah. and it's just, yeah, coming out really nice. And, and, but just watch those. You can just see it from, from a little bit. What was it that knocked it for you? Was it like if, you know, if you went a, a long time without taking a wicket or, or, you know, well, I went you... about six or seven years without taking one. <laughs> right. Uh, no, um, Genuinely, it wasn't as, as bad as demons. It wasn't like I couldn't let the ball go. It was just believing that you were yeah, good you enough. Never and, the and, and like, you know, if, if you took a wicket, you were, it was more of a kind of... You felt surprised a little bit rather than, yeah, I really expected that. Whereas, again, 26, 27, I actually then believed I, that I, I had the skills and the technique yeah. and, the, and, and all of the aspects. I got it. I, I then got yeah. it. And then sort of felt like I was growing from then and then suddenly my career's well, over. Think about that. Boss. Think about that child at 26, 27, so God, that he was good enough for that level. But when he was good enough all along at that level, yeah, but yeah. he suddenly realised himself. International cricket, the 11 people in that change room are the 11 best cricketers in the country. At every age group, at every they've been the ones who stand out. So this is what I did. Whenever I turned up for a game, I knew when I was 15 years old, I'd turn up to play on a Saturday in a men's game and I was five foot six and I would walk around the corner and people would see me go, oh, no, he's the best player here. And I'd feel that. I'd walk out with my chest and I'd just go, I'd look at him and go, I'm smashing this today. I'm the yeah. best player here. I'm getting 100. We're winning this game. I'm getting five wickets. And I would because I believed it. And they, they'd, they'd lost the game beforehand. Every level you go up, I managed to convince myself that I'm still the best player here. Mm. And even if I wasn't, in my head, I'd just convince me. I'd say, no, it doesn't matter. No, you're better than him. And it, it's very hard to do because it's lying to yourself a lot of the time. But when you get into an international dressing room, I couldn't believe how many people in the change rooms didn't think they were the best player on the park. Really? I'd look around, and, and we're talking some seriously good cricketers here who you would never think. The superstars who score run after run, who take wicket after wicket, have exactly the same demons, exactly the same thought when they put their head down. Even if it's a complete bluff the next day, when I used to watch Shane Warne, he took wickets before he ran up. At the end of his oh, run up, he'd toss up. Playing the name. And so when I bowled, I'd do the same. I'd stand at the end of my mark, and even if I had nothing, I knew I had nothing, I'd have a little smirk on my face, I'd look at the batsman, and just flick the ball up and go, and like, almost wink at and go, I know something you don't know, mate. I was so just... it's a fight, it's a battle there. And then the second he, he buys into that, because there's millions of people, his mum and dad are watching the TV camera, the second he questions himself, 
you're winning that battle. Yeah. Well, I was literally just going to ask you about Warnie because what you just said there, you know, coming up through the ranks, you'd walk out and you'd be like, I'm the best player here. But it's, it's different when you step against, uh, step on the field against an Australia or someone like that. So it's not you know, different. You, it's not. But but you played against Warnie, who's a lot of people talk about how he's one of the greatest um, spinners of all time. Yeah. Not I played against Warnie as well. He's just in there in the pocket. <laughs> there he is. First ball. <laughs> But the question I've got for you then is, did you think when you were playing against Warney, well, I'm the best spinner on this field? When I bowled against him, I was better than him. I was getting him out. But I didn't, I didn't look at someone who I had no control of when he was bowling. OK. Shane Warne's the greatest bowler who's ever played the game. I, I was never arrogant or stupid enough to even put myself in the same yeah. bracket as him, even though my record in the West Indies is considerably better than his. <laughs> <laughs> And, and just because I never played against Brian Lara, that doesn't matter, all right? <laughs> Stats do not lie. Um, no, he is the greatest ever, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't waste my energy on that. I would enjoy how good he was, and yeah. I'd watch him operate, and I'd watch the other blokes mm. in our change room and realise he'd got three wickets in that county change room before they'd faced him. Because they'd turn and go, oh, wow, shame one. Oh, my God. Do you remember the ball he bowled me last year? I mean, how do you play that? Yeah. The ball's the same. The ball yeah. is the same size. It doesn't do anything different. Like the higher up you go, you don't get magic balls every ball in Test cricket. The wickets of anything are better. It's harder to get out, but and yet the best bowlers still get wickets yeah. against the best batsmen. It's the same. So it's, got, it's all in the noggin. It's the same. Uh, the, the next level down. Now we didn't play against eleven internationals. He did, but you had your overseas players. You had two overseas players in your side. Now if I'm bowling to uh, against Middlesex, right? I'm, I'm bowling against Middlesex. The opening batsmen come out, and there's Justin Langer and Mike Rosebury. Well. In my mind, at that young age, I know I want to bowl at. Yeah. I want to bowl at Mike. And I want Mike to get a succession of twos and fours so <laughs> I don't have to bowl at Justin. Yeah. That's basically... Yeah. And so, it, and it's getting over that hump. You get one or two of them out, you're there for a reason. Of course you are, but yeah. it's you believing you it You see, that's well. interesting, because when he said that, I wanted to bowl at Langer. I wanted to get him out. I wanted to impress him, because I knew it. I'm, he's famous. That's why so you're a kid. <laughs> but if you're a kid growing up, if there's someone you're playing against... And he's brilliant and he's nervous. Just don't think about how good he is. Yeah. Think about how good you'll feel getting him out. Yeah. And if you don't, you don't. And but if you right. do, you'll feel amazing. We, we could talk about this subject for, for a lot longer because I'm, I'm very interested in But even the nine down, I've got to get back yeah. to Lords. <laughs> you need to get back to Lords. Also, I've only we, got an off-peak we, ticket. We, we need to get Rocket on in a sec. On the spot, two finalists. England, Australia. India, New Zealand. Ooh, India, New Zealand. Right. Who are you going for? You like Bangladesh. Yeah, but... but... Put your money where your mouth is, Nick. All right, Bangladesh, Australia. Go on, bright side. Go on, bright side. Stick that in there. Uh, right, Rocket, get on in here. Come on, get on in here, Rocket. Right, because it's time for a minute with... Um, basically, Rocket's been doing this with yeah. uh, each of our guests. Last week, it was Great O.A. Shah, uh, and he revealed his love for R&B. So I'm intrigued to find out what Dan's choices fitness, will be. believe it or not. O.A. Shah is now fitness. into fitness in a big way. He actually looked pretty good. I noticed as well with the way that he actually tucked his shirt in. Yeah. That he just wanted to get rather more... Than, rather wear a jumper. Yeah, and that's... Savage Patel style. Right. Anyway, guys... Rocket, your time. Right, Daggers, your time starts now. Cricket World Cup. Yes, it is. Lords. <laughs> uh, home of cricket. Booing. Opposite of cheering. <laughs> Sledging. Yeah, I love it, especially with deep snow. Best ever cricket commentator. Uh, Tony Cozier. Worst yes. ever cricket commentator. Swanee. <laughs> cricket oh, highlight. I'm so sorry. Cricket highlight. Uh, winning 2020 with Leicestershire. Strength. I have none. Account. Oh, my, 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 <laughs> my strength. My strength uh, swinging the ball. Weakness. Not seeing the ball. <laughs> Best feature? Um, um, yeah, my feet. 
Worst feature? Knee. Okay, favourite film? Tinker Taylor's Whole Spy. Music? Uh, Fog. Food? Tight. Dessert? Creme brulee. TV oh. programme? The West Wing. Ooh. Box set? Clever. 24. Cotton? Uh, Flintstones. Hobby? Base. Four. Car? Uh, what I've got now uh, is a BMW one. Zero! Oh, oh, BMW. Very Oh, man. There we go. Nice one, Rocky. <laughs> he drives a Beamer. Look at him. Someone's doing yeah, it well. Could be, it could be a Someone's one getting paid well from TMS. It could be a one series. A, a, one, a to B. So that's what it's all so about. Wait, your your licence right. fee paid for that. Oh, not mine. I've not been paid it for years. <laughs> <laughs> Sack of offence. You don't have to, though, do you? Even if you live with mum and dad. Back fast time. Come, come on, Sparky. What have you got? What have you got, bitch? Mitchell Stark we're facing today. Let me just say that Wahab Riaz was the fastest bowler I've ever no. seen in my life on air. I don't, I don't want to. You've seen my first class batting average is 10, yeah? Don't Go. worry. If I know what they're doing, it'll be an in swinging Yorker because that's his, that's his main ball. And if uh, it's not, then you haven't done your own work. Right, Gaz from Batfast. Hello. Here we are in the Batfast Arena. That's what I'm calling it now. <laughs> okay, good, um, good. What do we expect for the guys today then? What, what so, have we got? so today, with it being uh, England Australia, we thought we'd try and recreate a, um, a vicious short ball from Mitchell Stark. Which he's just got Owen Morgan out with as well. So, so yeah, we're going to recreate that, and um, and hopefully we'll see if they can play it. Okay, you two have got to face each other now. Delivery each. Are you going to spin it? Uh, it will spin a bit if it lands. Okay. I've landed one out of three so far. Okay. Wait there. Hang on. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go, Swanee. Straight in the cards. Whacked right into our cameraman. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't be, he's Please. a robot. I'm so sorry. Whacked right into our cameraman's belly. He took it like a chap, I'm though. so sorry. Ooh. Never, never apologise to silly point fielder. Sorry. All I'm seeing there is a drop catch, mate. <laughs> Keep your hands there. Keep your hands. <laughs> if this, if this blame. <laughs> okay. Have you got any indemnity insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Right, here Same we go. as your license fee. Yeah, okay, watch oh. your hand on that camera. Okay, all right. And that is just, just for your own health and safety. Okay, very good. Oh no, no. It's probably six no. each. Yeah, I mean that was slow. That was. Yeah. He oh. hasn't bowled for ten years. That's a bit harsh I on did. him. We didn't even warn him. That was. That I could tell. Right, Mitch ain't seen you bowl. full pace. Right, come on then, Mitch. What have you got? Right, here we go. Two each on this. Mitchell Stark. Go on, Greg. Um, I just want to say as well, we've got a much heavier bat this week because it was too easy against Joel Garner when we got to about here. Terrible excuses. On, Warming up the machine. Go on, Greg. Swanee's at the crease. Go on, mate. Hang on, I've got a slip out. I'm going to try and hook it, so I need to dry enough. Am I in danger of getting hit? No. Who knows? <laughs> Trust me, no, you're not. You're in less right, danger of being hit. I'm going to start swinging just before he lets it go. Faster than Mitchell Stark, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Having faced these blokes in the middle, this is 15 to 20% quicker than any human being has ever bowled. Just saying. <laughs> Says the producer. I'm, genuinely, nice one, I'm actually genuinely worried for you. No, no, don't be, because, you know... I want to see some bat and ball. Well, <laughs> I'd slow it down a bit, then. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. I know what'll be good, Telly. A backward defence. Here he comes. I'm going to track him. Go on, Mitchie. Oh, 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 there's runs. That was, the Baz, runs. that was the Baz McCullum approach. Battle ball. <laughs> Four runs. Right, here he comes. Oh, great. TMS is very own. Not that that would have made a You don't have time to get your eye in for this, mate. Yeah, sensational. Absolutely cacking myself on the quiet. Here we go. Don't worry, you got this. 
You've got your eye in. Level upgrade? What does that mean? It means... Level upgrade. Here we go. Here we go, son. Whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> Daggers didn't get any bat on ball. Yeah, not a massive surprise, got to mm. be honest. Yeah. Um, maybe a little since I faced that kind of pace. Yeah. I'm more surprised that Swanee managed to actually get his bat on the ball this week. Yeah. I well, you know, you know the, the trick to that was to swing before he let go of it. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, Grant. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Right, should we do some yes. urban Critionary? Let's do it. It's Critionary the shit out of this. Right, we're delving into Rubicon's Urban Critionary now, a celebration of the weird and wonderful terminology used in the world of cricket. Now, each week we give Swanee some cricketing terminology and he's got to come up with a story to match it. So, number yeah. one this week, living on a prayer. Right, this is one that I reckon I invented because right. I was once playing against Glamorgan and Dan Cherry came out to bat. He got naught in the first innings. As he came out to bat, he walked past me and I just started singing, Oh, he's halfway there. Whoa, Cherry's <laughs> on a pair. From that moment on, everyone who was on a pair, I would sing with their name, put in the song. Genius. Did you invent it? I've never heard anyone else do it. I've heard the Barmy Army do it when, when there's five wickets yeah. down, they'll sing me halfway there. But no one's saying it is on a pair. I've never heard anyone else. So did, therefore... they, did they change key midway through? I did. I had to because it goes out. So you sing so they can hear it and then you give it some. <laughs> Swanee loves so singing. so gutted that he didn't pick that one up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's quite he's so impressed with it as well. He's going, oh. No. You laughed. I felt you smile. Right, next, koala. Koala, it's what the Aussie term for bowling a bouncer. It's their clever little private term. Hey, about a koala, bitch. Because <laughs> koalas live up in the trees. Oh. They didn't get there. They'd say it in the first game. Oh, yeah, koala. Hey, about a koala. Huh? Fourth test. Yeah, we get it, mate. Right, double hat trick. <laughs> oh, double hat trick. One of my favourite. Australian term for taking four wickets in four balls. And they're thinking, their logical thinking that they swear by is that I swear. So the first hat trick is the first three balls. The second hat trick is two, three, four. And we had Dave Hussey in the Knots training going, but it makes sense. That's a double hat trick. Until Mark War, who was uh, our opening about a very clever boy, said, David, from this nonsensical thinking, 101 would be a double century. Now sit down, you Australian <laughs> fool. <laughs> now, mate, it's a double hat trick. <laughs> ask him. Ask any Aussie you know. Any reason for wanting to do impressions. <laughs> Incredible. I love it. Right, last but not least, Red Inca. Red Inca. So every team has a, a man who is desperate for a Red Inca. Paul Frank's the best I've ever seen at knots. Bound at the end of a one-day game. Go, ah! Long the ground, long off. 12, not out. Average at the end of the season, incredible. Just back for red ink. I think before we go, we should get a, a daggers and bumble bit of commentary. Mainly because his bumble's amazing. If you it is, it what is, it is alarmingly and frustratingly very, very good. Just well, a... I'll talk about it. The pineapple is a super pineapple. Look at it. I see. If you know, if you can tell the pineapple's ripe, you pull it, it's ready for eating that. <laughs> <laughs> start the car. Start the car, daggers. Start the car. Do you think bumble look like a lychee? What's one of them? No. No. <laughs> right, and that brings us to the end of the show. I My think God, thank well, you for watching. Thank you for that's listening. Of course, we'll be back in seven right, days' she... time. Until then, enjoy T Cow and House of Rugby. We'll see you later. <laughs> You've been listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe. Together with Rubicon. <laughs>